Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Mailback time here on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening to the seventh episode of the week. That is so awesome. That you all listen to these shows, uh, we really appreciate it. We're happy to help, and hopefully, we've been helping you win your leagues. So it is crunch time now. We got to get some wins. What's going on, Ben Gretsch? Not too much, man. I'm excited to uh, do the same. We're in the last few weeks here before the playoffs to help our our listeners reach the playoffs. Hopefully, hopefully win some win some championships. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, we welcome you to the fantasy football today road tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. I love it. Nothing better than pizza without having to go to the register. That is great. And uh, might might be in my future tonight. All right. We're going to run through the notes, talk a little DFS, players we like, and then read your questions via Apple Podcasts and via email at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. Okay. George Kittle expected to play. That's great news, Ben. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm still... A little concerned because he's Sunday night football and in the league where I have him and I had some space, I added Ross Dwelly, who was had been cut um, so that I can at least make a late swap if if for some reason he's not feeling it on the day of the game. But it does sound it sounds very promising. Good idea with Ross Dwelly there. Packers dreadful against tight ends. You know, I cannot think of an example of us not knowing like a player's status for a late game or a Sunday game. Maybe for a Monday game, but we always know now. You should definitely pick up Ross Dwelly. That was smart, but the reporting is just so good. We always know. Delaney Walker, Robert, not not a lock to play. Oh, I ahead. thought you were making a joke, but Robert Woods last week was a pretty. Well, that's no- that's different though. That that was different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Delaney Walker is not a lock to play. So if you're desperate for a tight end, you could look at Jonu Smith. I know the Jaguars haven't been great against tight ends lately. Um, Devontae Freeman's out. Sterling Shepard's going to play, and this is a tricky one for me, Ben. Not so much Shepard. I don't really want to start Shepard, but you never know. Maybe he's their best receiver um, this week, but it's about Golden Tate. And so I looked at the one game that Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard played together, and Daniel Jones threw 38 passes. It was a home loss to the Vikings. Darius Slayton actually caught a touchdown, four catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. He caught a touchdown on Darius Slay because everyone catches a touchdown on Darius Slay. Um, Sterling Shepard had nine targets. Golden Tate had six, but that was his first game. Evan Ingram did play, and he had 11 targets. Ingram's not going to play in this game. So Shepard or Tate, you know, how do you like these wide receivers against the Bears who have been just terrific against receivers this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key point. The matchup's bad, and if you don't know how they're going to split, and we, we don't feel comfortable, uh, I think, I mean, what you just brought up is is a reasonable like starting point, but we do have to make an adjustment for the fact that Tate has been in there for several weeks now and been used heavily. So, uh, but but Shepard's very good when he's healthy and he's on the field. So I I think that could be a pretty even split. I do think uh, Slayton will still have a couple downfield opportunities. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty spread thin passing game, and that more importantly that they will want to try to run the ball. They haven't ran the ball well and they don't block well, but the the Bears have been giving up a lot of uh, rushing production in the last several weeks. So we're probably going to see a lot of Saquon Barkley, too. I'm going to try and avoid all these guys if I can. Except for Barkley. Except for Barkley. Yeah. yeah. The last time we saw the Giants, Barkley had one rushing yard on 13 carries against the Jets. They also 
started the game without two starting offensive linemen, ended the game without three starting offensive linemen, and I think they're all healthy going into this game. So they do, if they have any chance, they have to run the ball. So speaking of running the ball, Jay Ajayi will reportedly have a notable role, according to The Athletic, as they face the Seahawks. I laid it out for you all on the Friday show. The Seahawks, they, they give up some points to running backs, but they're pretty good on a per-carry basis. Basically, the running backs that do well typically get a lot of work, 16 or more carries. This report, now, granted, we had uh, we had word on Saturday night um, that Ajayi was going to have a role, a significant role, I think, in, in the Patriots game, and he didn't play. But now we get this report from The Athletic that he will have a notable role. If, if all three of the guys are playing, if Howard's playing and Ajayi's playing and, and Miles Sanders is playing, this might be another just avoid situation, Ben. I don't really want any of them. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, I, I'm i thinking maybe that Howard won't play, but that's just kind of where I've been leaning um, from what I've been reading. But if he does play, yeah. If he plays, I think it makes it really complicated. If he, if he doesn't play, I think you can use Sanders because I think even if Ajayi has a notable role, Sanders will still get the pass catching work and would still be involved. And and he had a pretty strong role last week. The Patriots took away his specific pass game role. I mean, that was kind of what they targeted. He had been running a lot of wheel routes on the sideline. There was some good film work on Twitter from some of the the um, film grinders this week that showed how uh, the Patriots made it a point to defend that play where where Sanders would leak out of the backfield and roll up the sideline for some downfield passes. And took that away from the Eagles, but that doesn't necessarily mean that every team's going to be able to accomplish that. And I think Sanders will, should be more involved in the passing game this week, regardless. Uh, but if Howard does play, it does get pretty thin. Yeah, it's hard to trust Miles Sanders, man. He just like face facts just hasn't been very good. You know, when he, uh, running the ball when he's gotten yeah, the he's been a solid receiver. He has been a solid receiver. All right, uh, let's go to the Philly receivers. Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, we don't know, but they're hopeful that both of them could play. And James Conner's out. So, you know, every week we answer questions, and Jalen Samuels is a big part of the questions this weekend, as you can imagine. And I keep recommending him, not in non-PPR, definitely in full, possibly in half. But I'm nervous to keep recommending him. You know, there's risk there. Because three ga- you know, we keep we keep remembering the thirteen catches against the Colts. After that, he had three catches against the Rams and five catches against the Browns. And in both those games, we are talking forty-five or fewer total yards. And he did catch a touchdown against the Browns, but it's not like Jalen Samuels. I don't know that we should consider him just a slam dunk. How do you feel about Jalen Samuels this week with Connor out? I agree with you. Uh in their last game, he ran fewer routes than Trey Edmonds after Connor, you know, Connor left that game early, like returned and left the game early. But they went like that's not how they did it before when Connor was out. Samuels was playing the lead back role, maybe didn't have as many carries, uh, but he was playing a lot more snaps and easily running the most routes. And then this past game, they had they had Trey Edmonds, the the early down guy out in more routes, which is a little bit concerning. I, I'm going to be playing Samuels in a couple PPR leagues where I'm where I'm pretty thin. But um, especially with Benny Snell back and everything else, it's uh, it's tricky. You know, I could definitely see a scenario where Snell winds up running some routes and Edmonds is still there and working in and, and running some routes, and it limits Samuels' pass game role. 
Right. So for me, you know, it's tough calls between Jalen Samuels and like a Todd Gurley, who's got a really tough matchup and, and doesn't have a big role in the passing game facing the Ravens. You know, where would you go there, Samuels or Gurley? Like non-PPR, I'm going to go Gurley, but full PPR? Yeah, it's close. I think I would probably lean Gurley. I, I know you're right. Like he's not a guy we want to love, but he at least is playing a lot of snaps. And we just don't necessarily know that it will be true with Samuels, especially with Snell coming back. And it's not just Edmonds. It's Edmonds and Snell that he's going to be splitting with. So I don't I don't really think, I mean, based on what we saw last week, that he's going to have this like 13 catch upside anymore. The, the so reason, Well, the reason why I, I'm optimistic is because is Juju's not going to play. You know, so I, I feel like we know Rudolph likes to throw to his running backs. And yeah, I, I get what you're saying about Trey Evans. I, I think it's more like it, to me, it seems more likely that Jalen Samuels would get those catches. So I do still think he's got a chance to have a, a nice game in terms of receptions, but he hasn't really done much with the receptions. You know, it's not right. like he's he's playing great. So, you know, it's just going to be tough with guys like Bo Scarborough and David Montgomery and uh, Miles Sanders. If Jordan Howard's out, like where Samuels fits in there, I think in PPR, I might take him over. Over those guys. I've, yeah, I've been I mean, saying I'm, that. I'm, I'm always talking about upside, right? And in PPR, I'm always talking about the kinds of backs that catch passes having more upside because they can accumulate those those receptions. But you kind of just hit the nail on the head. He's been relying on those receptions without many yards and without many touchdowns because the offense isn't very good. And if we can't even be very confident in those receptions, he's kind of, to me, feels like a uh, not a very high ceiling guy right now. He's a guy that we're, we're hoping that he gets to 12 or 15 points off receptions alone basically and I, I would rather play like a girly in case they get a couple short touchdowns and he has multiple touchdown upside which i think he will in every game have that type of upside even in tough matchups uh okay and, and bo scarborough same thing i, I okay. think bo scarborough even as a trap back even the opposite the type of back i usually don't target he has upside tote the rock avoid passes trap back right. and final note brandon cooks is going to play but i actually all the things we said about jalen samuels and I like him more than Ben does, but still we see some concerns. Uh, I'm going to play Jalen Samuels over Brandon Cooks. I'm just not interested in Brandon Cooks this week. Yeah, I'm not either. Let's let's make him prove it. Hashtag AskFFT this weekend on Twitter. Ask us a question with hashtag AskFFT, and we'll get to him Saturday and mostly on Sunday. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Join our FanDuel contest. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. And if you're hungry, Ben, you look like you're hungry. I can't even see you, but you're probably hungry. Go to yeah, Omaha Steaks. I'm starving too. Wow. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter FFT in the search bar. And uh, actually, I do have some Omaha Steaks in the freezer. And I've been making... I've actually been making the burgers. The uh, hot dogs are amazing. But we have a great package for you at an amazing price. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter FFT in the search bar. So let's talk a little DFS before we get into the questions, Ben. I've got a Browns stack. I've got Beckham. This is FanDuel. I got Beckham. I got Landry. I've got Nick Chubb. And you want to guess my fourth Cleveland Brown? Beckham, Landry, Nick Chubb. I would assume Baker Mayfield. You are incorrect. The defense? Yeah, the DST. But why would you play two receivers and not the quarterback? Because I love Jameis as a DFS play, as a tournament play. And he's $100 more expensive than Baker. And I've just, I've just talked my, like, I know, I think, I think very strongly that the Falcons are going to score points. I don't, I see a scenario where Baker doesn't really have to throw that much. So I decided to go with Jameis and, and go with the Browns DST. Uh, who do you like this week on FanDuel? 
Well, it's an interesting week because there's a lot of really good teams that are on by or not on the main slate. Baltimore we have on Monday night. We just had Houston last last night. So that took out, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. But we also have Mahomes out. We have uh, Lamar Jackson out. Of, I mean, that's just quarterback. But Dalvin Cook's out. Uh, Tyreek Hill and and, uh, and Travis Kelsey and just, just so many good options not on this slate. So I, I do think that there's going to be some really popular plays that are kind of the obvious plays. You know, Michael Thomas is a guy you can play every single week, right? Christian McCaffrey every single week. They're, they're going to be really popular. I I really like Alvin Kamara this week too. He's going to be very popular. I mean, it, it's kind of a tough week. Um, that Atlanta-Tampa Bay game is one that people are going to target. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley are both going to be popular. Um yeah. So it, it's a tough week where it's going to be hard to kind of find, you know, good, unique contrarian plays to win these big tournaments. Um, but, yeah, a lot a lot of my plays right now are, are kind of falling along with the obvious ones. One guy that is kind of a sleeper, I, I do like Nikhil Harry as a really cheap oh. option at receiver. And I like Darius Geis as a sleeper at running back. But I'm paying up at running back. I don't usually have two expensive running backs, but <clears throat> Kamara, I agree with you. Pardon me. And Nick Chubb, who's been getting 20 carries per game. So yep. I think it's going to pay off. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just looking for some touchdown regression, you know? And I think Kamara's had two touchdowns this year. What has happened to my voice, Ben? What is going on? I don't right? know. That, yeah. <laughs> did you just get a frog in your throat? No, yeah. I, I no mean, idea. Kamara's uh, matchup, while you get some water in you, Kamara's matchup is great for touchdowns. I even like Latavius Murray because Carolina's given up so many rushing touchdowns. He should get, some, uh, you know, the opportunity to score. And I really like Chubb, too. I think that's a great, great call. All right, the uh, Apple Podcast questions. Here we go from Grizzly. Standard scoring, pick three. One of them is T.Y. Hilton, so hopefully you didn't pick him. So pick three others. Le'Veon Bell, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones, and Devontae Adams. I think Adams is like basically a must-start at this point. Um, I I just I think we're back to him being the, the main guy, even though he's a little banged up, and he's still kind of limited this week with that toe thing. And, and But Julio's been limited, and, and Lockett's been limited. But they're all expected to play. I think I would play all three of those guys over Bell. I like Bell. We've talked about Bell a lot on the show. It's a good spot for him to bounce back at, at home. But I it's hard to sit any of those receivers. And they're, I, they're in great matchups. I am Julio shocked. I am shocked. You're sitting Levy on Bell. I mean, Lockett against the Eagles, Julio against the Bucks. Who are you sitting here? I'm gonna sit Lockett, but like I, I see your point. But I just, I'm surprised that you are sitting yeah. Le'Veon Bell. That's all. Now I'm gonna sit Lockett. He's still, you know, he's still dinged up, I guess. And I, I talked about it on the show on, uh, <clears throat> on Friday. The Eagles' pass defense has been so much better in the last four games. I still love Lockett. I do think the Eagles are going to get out ahead in this game, and we're going to get Russell Wilson having having to chase points. And that's ah. I, I think Russell Wilson is going to be the number one, the, the QB one this week, essentially. I think the Eagles are going to get ahead. Interesting. Okay. Um, next email, <clears throat> or Apple Podcast question part, is from Dua. Jared Cook or Ryan Griffin? I'm going to take Cook. I think a lot of people are excited about Ryan Griffin. The, the stat I would note on him is 66 of his yards last week were after the catch. It was just a couple blown coverages. He caught and ran the ball. Four of his last eight games, he has one catch. Um, you know, he's had he's on a little bit of a streak where three of his last four, he's had some good games. But literally the week before last week where he went for 100 and a touchdown, he had one catch for negative two yards. So I, I think people well, are that, getting a little was, ahead of themselves that was with, Herndon, with, with Ryan Griffin. That was with Herndon there. That's why I've sort of eliminated that game. I'm just looking yeah, at the Yeah, but last. he didn't play at all. He played like seven snaps. Yeah, because he Herndon, came, Herndon was there. 
No, Herndon only played like seven snaps. Oh, he came Herndon, back, he oh. barely played. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I thought he had played more than that. No, it was really limited. He he had one catch and got hurt really early in the game. I played him in a bunch of leagues. So you're going Jared Cook here? So I would go Cook here. Okay. Good matchup against the Bucks. Uh, yes, they are facing the Panthers. <laughs> good matchup against the Panthers. <laughs> this is from Wait, a, a place... Not, in, a, not as good a matchup. They're probably going to run the ball. But I still think Cook is a more stable tight end right now. From a place in Florida... Yeah, I think the guys have Cook ahead of Griffin, but it's close. A place in Florida also known as Little Puerto Rico. I, I don't know. I'll take the Florida questions, and I really don't know where that is. But I will say... um. Little Havana. It's now known as Little Puerto Rico. Why not? The only other little I know. Uh, my team is Calvin Ridley, Beckham, and AJ Green. I also have Mike Evans. <clears throat> Should I look to upgrade at wide receiver two? I have Ridley, Beckham, and AJ Green. Well, yeah, I mean, AJ Green, we're not sure he's going to play uh, this season at this point, right? Like, he's not playing this week. Um, but I don't know that you really need to upgrade. Well, he's got Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz, and he's got Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson. So okay, yeah, yeah. So if you can I, move, yeah, I, would Bree- I wouldn't, I wouldn't go selling Lamar. But if you could move Brees um, to upgrade, sure. But I, I think Calvin Ridley and OBJ as your number two, number three combo is it's pretty good. This is from your boy Muck, Geis, F one, or Jalen Samuels. Uh, half PPR. Um, and it's oh, oh, choose two. Half PPR. I'm gonna do F1 and Samuels. I, I mean, I like guys. He took a, a pass to the house, but he also didn't play a ton. And it sounds like Peterson's gonna play. Wendell Smallwood led the team in in, in snaps. They, they kind of brought him along slow. So I'm I'm a okay, little bit sit a little bit slow to react on guys. Oh, sit guys. Sorry. So McLovin and Samuels. Okay. Yeah. From Cheetos, I have Dak and the Patriots DST. Do I play both or pivot at either position for a better play? I think you can play both. Uh, it depends on if you have roster flexibility to add another quarterback. Uh, I think you play the Patriots at home as a defense. I don't think you're probably going to find a better defense on the waiver wire. There's probably streaming quarterbacks that you could could use, but Dak still has upside, and, and they could both get home. You know, like the Patriots sure. could have a solid game, and and Dak could throw for a couple touchdowns. So I, I think I'd be fine playing both. This is from Bree. Uh, I don't know who it's from. Breeze or Wentz. Four point per passing touchdown. That's an easy one for me. Anyway. Easy one? Who do you have? Breeze. See, I, I actually think it's close because I think the Saints will run the ball against uh, against the Panthers, and I think Wentz is going to have to throw a little bit. I, think, I really do. I think the, the Eagles and the Seahawks are going to shoot out a little bit. I think the Eagles make it out ahead, but it's going to be a, a pass game. I, I, I think you can lean Breeze here, though. Yeah, I, I just unless I have an amazing option, I don't sit Breeze at home. Uh, from Connor. Pick a flex and PPR, running back and a flex, actually. Uh, John Brown, David Montgomery, and Jalen Samuels. See, this is tough for me. See, yeah, I would go Montgomery and Brown here. I mean, I and I don't even necessarily love Montgomery, but I would I'd use him over Samuels. I would I would even consider sitting John Brown against the Oof. Broncos. Okay. I'm cool with that. Brown and Montgomery. It's not like Brown's gonna get completely shut out. Drew from Philadelphia. Who should I pick to start over Jameis this week and next week? I can either keep Jameis Winston or I can go with Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Nick Foles. I would take, I'd grab Mayfield. I don't think you have to pick someone for this week and next week necessarily. I would pick Baker Mayfield for this week and then 
I'm not even sure off the top of my head who the Browns play next week. Potentially Mayfield again next week. Do they play the Steelers next week? I think they do in that rematch. That's right. They do. So he, I probably wouldn't go with him. I would play him this week, and then I would probably cut him and pick up someone else, assuming you can. It seems like you have the flexibility to do it this week. I don't know yeah. why you wouldn't next you week. Could, you could get Sam Darnold, and he's got uh, he's got somebody good. Where are the Jets? Jets, where are they? He's got the Bengals. But, yeah, I think just play week by week. Who they, does Jameis they, have the week following? Because Jameis has a good matchup this week. Yes, Jameis has the – well, we think it's a good matchup, the Falcons, but maybe they're awesome. The Jaguars next week. Yeah. On the road. I take ba- Baker this week, personally. Battle for Florida. Okay, Johnny Kell. Which two should I start from the following in PPR? DJ Chark, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, or Michael Gallup? Not Gallup. I'm really concerned about that matchup. Um, I've, I've heard some insinuations that they might try to double Amari and put Gilmore on Gallup. That's I, mean, what I, I, that's, I brought oh, that up on the show. Yeah, they could definitely do that. Yeah, there's two different, you know, we don't really know how either Amari or Gallup will respond in this matchup, but it's it's tough. It's not a good matchup. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not playing Gallup. I love Ridley. I've talked about him for for weeks. I love his target ceiling right now. I mean, obviously without Hooper, um, I want to play him, but I'm I'm trying to figure out who does uh, Chark play because Chark's obviously a good option. Chark has Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, that's going to be a slower game. That's that's a game that I'm actually trying to avoid in most formats. I. He's not a, a guy that you should bench, but I think I would play Lockett and Ridley over him. Okay, yeah, just digging into, like, Tennessee just hasn't been very good against wide receivers since Malcolm Butler got hurt. Um, looking back, Mike Evans had almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Curtis Samuel caught a touchdown. DJ Moore at 100 yards. Tyreek Hill at 157 yards and a touchdown. I think those are their last three games. Yeah, so, I mean, Chark, solid play. I yeah. just don't think that game has a low over under. It's I think it's going to be more of a running kind of grinded out AFC South game. Who like it? Would you play Chark over Lockett or Ridley? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's I tough. It's, yeah, I think I go Lockett and Ridley. I I'm going to start. I, last night was kind of a wake up call for me that I need to pay. I, look, preface this: I might be making too much out of one decision that's just going to haunt me forever. I might need to pay more attention to over under and. I just shouldn't have gone in all in on Brissett like I did. It just I really regret it. <laughs> I played him in a league. It did not work out. No, no. Uh, Mark from a city east of New York. Long Island. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Love the show. I have Camara. I need a second running back and a flex in PPR. Devin Singletary, Ronald Jones, Darius Geis, and Latavius Murray. So I, I express a little concern about Geis, and I have – you guys know I love Ronald Jones, but I have concerns about Ronald Jones as well. I mean, his usage just wasn't great last week, and Atlanta's defense looks pretty solid. So I think I'm going to go Singletary uh, and Murray because I think Murray actually has the potential for uh, kind of a, a, a spike game a little bit here where the matchup's really good. I don't think his snapshot would be all that dissimilar from Jones or Geis, basically, and he has a better matchup. Definitely, I think Singletary is the easy one. I, I'm going to go with Geis over Murray. Um, I think Murray's probably going to be capped at like 10 carries. That's my guess. I can see Geis having 15 plus. I just like Peterson's not healthy. It's time to see what you have in Darius Geis. This is an opportunity. The Lions give up a ton of fantasy points to running backs. So, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit too cautious on no, Geis because I, I think you're right. Like, it, it could expand. But I, I don't think you're wrong here. I mean, I think Murray is is, a th- is third to me, and Jones will be fourth. 
But yeah, um, no, I mean, my point on Geist, though, just to expand on why I'm changing my mind, I, I'm a, I'm focusing on last week. That was his first game back. I think you're right. With with Peterson injured, it, they could very well expand his role, and it's a pretty decent matchup. All right, and we've got T still twenty three. Grade the trade. I made this trade in week seven. I gave up Beckham, Chubb, and Auden Tate for Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, and T Y Hilton. Beckham, Chubb, and Auden Tate for Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, and T Y Hilton. Hmm. Uh, tough to remember where we're at in, in week seven because I, I like to grade trades not necessarily based on what happened several weeks later, but you know where we we're at in the spot. But um, I probably wouldn't give up Chubb for for this package right now, you know. Um, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean Tate and Tate and Hilton basically cancel each other out as, as nothings. Uh, Sony Michelle has been useless. Oh, Hilton's not a nothing. No, he no, no. Played. I mean, I mean, I mean, since week oh, seven. Oh, since yeah, Got from it. week seven to now. Uh, Sony Michelle's been pretty bad, although he's yeah. had some good games in there. Aaron Jones versus Chubb and Beckham. Like Beckham really hasn't done anything. This is probably pretty even so far, and I would rather have the Chubb Beckham side. I think going forward, I think that's yeah, that's, that's a close I would one. Lean. Uh, Chris wants to know in a dynasty league, who are some good players to pick up off waivers to stash for next year? Oh man, that's tough. Um, it kind of depends on the depth because I'm in some dynasty leagues that are 20 man rosters and some that are 30 man rosters. So in like really deep dynasty leagues, like guys like Bo Scarborough and Jonathan Williams were available this week, but uh, Patrick Laird is a guy I added. I mean, if he ends up get working into a pass role, he could have a role next season. Um, I, I think I think Kadri Olison. Look, he's he was dra- yeah, <laughs> drafted okay. by the Falcons, and I'm guessing he's owned. Like I have him in my dynasty league. He's he's probably owned in dynasty leagues, but they could easily move on from Devontae Freeman. And and what does that mean? That they would just give the work to Kadri Olison? No, they're not gonna be like, oh, you're our running back now. There's definitely gonna be some competition, but um. You know, that's yeah. someone I'd look at there. That's a good that's a good specific name, and we can give a little bit uh, reasonable broad advice not knowing how deep the league is, but it, that's a great template. You want to look for young guys that are on rosters that haven't done much. That's why they're on waivers, but there's potential for some some change in the offseason in the, in the depth chart ahead of them, and they could potentially be in a, a decent role next season. So forgotten guys like that, go back and look at the you know rookie drafts from this offseason and, and find guys that have been cut that were – Probably shouldn't have been given up on so quick. I don't know what Russell Gage's future is, but he's he's basically Mohamed Sanu right now for the for the Falcons. Yeah, so. I just don't think he probably has much of a like. That's a <laughs> yeah. position where you'd think that they will upgrade. Uh, yeah, unless they yeah unless they pour everything into defense. Sure. All right, thank you for that awesome question, and uh, a question for all of you out there: Have you ordered a pizza online from Little Caesars yet? And if not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal pickup. What is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting a pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, a door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza. And whatever pizza you order, it'll have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun. Give it a try, but it's only available at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. What is your favorite topping? Pepperoni, man. It's easy. I guess so. It's pretty boring. I guess like I like uh, I like some interesting one. Like I like green pepper a lot. That's bad on pizza. Nah, these are bad. I would not share a pizza with you. What? How is that bad? Mushrooms, green pepper gotta be. is delicious. And with a with a meat and some green pepper. Ooh, onions. Mm. I hate peppers. I That's hate peppers. a weird take. This they suck. 
They're delicious. I hate pepper. I hate beans even more. I never put beans on pizza, obviously. But just a side note, beans I think are my least favorite food. <laughs> All right. My least favorite, like widely consumed food. You know, like I don't like uh, like like you don't like chili. I don't like cow tongue. You ever had tongue? It's disgusting. But uh, I think I've tried it. Yeah, it's gross. No, I wasn't. I'm not much for the exotic like body part foods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, but in terms of things that people have every day, like my wife made all these black beans last night. I hate beans. I want them out of my house forever. Next segment sponsored by Beans. All right, here we go. Regulators. This is from Brian. I am the commission of my work league. One of my buddies brought beans to the draft. Oh, no. Earlier this week, I sent out an email warning of the approaching trade deadline. It was midnight on Thursday. And warning that I would veto any trade that included a team that was, quote, Math, math, mathematically eliminated from the. <laughs> I love when you get desperate. Like you're like. Ah. There's this pause in there that I really have to rehearse. Anyway, I sent out an email said I would veto any trade including a team that was mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Thursday evening, a trade was accepted between a team that had clinched a playoff spot and a team that is all but mathematically eliminated. There's, for, there's virtually no chance he makes the playoffs. That This team would need to win out while two other teams lose out. And this team is 200 points behind one team and 100 behind the other team. So should I veto the trade? I, we don't know what the trade was. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's between a team that clinched a spot and a team that's not mathematically eliminated, I- but almost... For all intents and purposes, mathematically. Eliminated. Well, so here's the issue with that. There's only two weeks left. Uh, if they're not mathematically eliminated, but for all intents and purposes, mathematically eliminated, they would have to win out while the other ones lose out. But there's two games. Like I've absolutely seen that happen in leagues. Yeah, you can't. So you I can't actually veto disagree. It. Like my 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 issue would be: Why is your trade deadline this late? If you're gonna limit teams that are mathematically eliminated, you should you should move it up a little bit. Um. Well, I mean, I guess that's the way that they're they're handling it. They have a, a later trade deadline, and they're not allowing teams that are eliminated. But this team's still a, around, and if it's a reasonable enough trade in terms of the parameters, and this team, I think, still, I, I mean, maybe their chance is less than five percent, but you can't lock their their roster and not allow them to try to win two games. Agreed. Come on, yep. absolutely, let it go. Regulators, here we go. This is from Alex Ward. After almost a full season of waiver pickups and trades. My commissioner emailed the league to tell everyone that in our 14-team league, if we keep the current schedule, schedule, everyone will play an owner they've already played in week 14. Uh, he's, a- yeah. he's asking if he should change the schedule so that everyone plays each other once or if he should keep it the same and each owner will play a previous opponent for a second time. I'm a very diligent player, and I traded with a team that I knew I wouldn't play during the regular season. I gave him Lamar Jackson, Jarvis Landry, and Mike Evans for Tyreek Hill and Nick Chubb. I based my trades on the fact that I wasn't going to play this owner later in the year, so if I made a bad trade, I wouldn't have to be matched up against him. If the schedule is changed, I will be matched up against him for the last game of the regular season. What should we do? You don't change the schedule in the middle of the season. Period. Done. <laughs> Regulated. Exactly. What? All right. you don't, no, no, I don't you even don't, care if there's a mistake. Last year, in my longest-running league... Uh, I turned over commissioner powers for the first time because it's just getting busier and busier. Uh, and the new commissioner, I told him to update the schedule. He didn't. He didn't update it. So we had the wrong schedule last year. We have like a template that we use, and we have for 20 years. But we didn't realize it until the second week of the year, and we didn't change the schedule because you don't just like you can't 
change the first two weeks and you can't change future weeks. So you just play it out that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. This one stays. Sorry, everybody. Um, thank you for the emails. More regulation next week. We're going to take a quick break here. Start or sit when we come back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Fantasy football at cbsi.com. Let's empty the inbox. This is from... No name. No name? Jason. In a borough south of Queens. I'm thinking Brooklyn? that's... Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Okay, Brooklyn. Uh, must win week for me. Half PPR. I need a, a wide receiver, a running back, and a flex. So pick a wide receiver, DJ Moore or Tyler Lockett. Ooh. Or Calvin Ridley, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. It was on a different page. DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, or Calvin Ridley? Man, I'm going to take tougher. Ridley... Oh man, that's tough. But I'm I'm gonna take Ridley there. Well, yeah, you sure? <laughs> I really like Lockett too. I always love Moore, but Moore's. I'm gonna tell you gonna this. Be back this week, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, but let me tell you something, Ben. If you think that Russell Wilson is going to be the number one quarterback this week, how do you not take Tyler Lockett? No, I was gonna take him as a flex. He's he's in this lineup. You said receiver, running back, or flex. I I really like Ridley this week against the Bucks. Okay. Um, but more with no lot of more, not a bad play either. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, these so three, are great options. Three receivers that I really like, so it's it's a hard one for me. All right, so the running back, Tevin Coleman or Devin Singletary? Um, I will take Coleman against the Packers. Their their run D's not very good. He's not been great lately, but I like his potential a little bit more to score. Singletary gives up too many green zone touches to Josh Allen. You know, like his quarterback is it's like Orr. when Cam Newton used to make it so that like Jonathan Stewart could never score touchdowns back in the day. It's the same thing. Right. So Coleman's the running back. DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley. Basically, we need to pick two. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to take Lockett. Um, and I, I think and Ridley, man, I think Ridley, but I, I don't want to sit DJ Moore. So you have to decide me. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not going to tell anyone so to sit DJ Moore. I actually think that. Jason makes a good point. He's leaning towards leaving out Lockett because of the injury, and we see sometimes guys get re-injured. If it were up to me, I would probably sure. Sit. No, that's a good tiebreaker. I agree. If it were up to me, I would probably sit uh, DJ Moore and yeah. start Lockett, Ridley, and Singletary. From Chris, uh, I need a flex in PPR. John Brown, Cole Beasley. Ronald Jones, Latavius Murray, or Bo Scarborough? I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh ooh. I've I think I'm gonna take Murray, down to two. Murray or Scarborough are the two I'm looking at, but I okay. think I, Scarborough has a little bit more touch upside, but also he's going to give up the pass work. Murray might catch some passes in PPR, and I, I do think he has a good chance to score this week. I think Murray is the, the highest floor probably in a good matchup. He'll get his you know, some touches. And uh, I'd expect him to have a, a decent ceiling. So you're you're taking them over John Brown, huh? Yeah, we just talked John Brown has a little bit of a tough matchup. Oh, he does. Definitely has a tough matchup. Um, okay, Latavius. From Jimmy, start two in PPR. 
Gallup, Shepard, Golden Tate. Yeah. I will go. I'm sitting Shepard. Which Giants receiver do you even take? I'd take Tate. You you can't take both. No, I'd go Gallup and Tate. You have to play Gallup in this situation, even though it's against the Patriots, and and just hope that Dallas really looks pretty good offensively, and I think there's some potential for that. I don't like Gallup, but I I would take him over playing both Giants receivers against the Bears. You want to take Tate for the the Giants receivers? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do that. From Ross, hey, Max, Steven, Patrick, and Annabelle. That's uh, the pitching staff for the Washington Nationals. That's right. I'm strongly considering Mike Gesicki as a streaming tight end option this week due to the following. He's had very reliable targets the past few weeks, and the Browns have been middle of the pack against tight ends. Uh, despite all this, I haven't... He's got more, but despite all this, I haven't heard anyone mention Gesicki this week as one of the top streaming tight end options. Is there something I'm missing that would suggest fading Mike Gesicki? No, I don't think there's anything really specific to be missing. He hasn't, he didn't, I, I was hopeful when Preston Williams went down that his role might expand. He'd been seeing a lot of air yards. It, it hasn't really been there. Instead, Alan Hearns has kind of just plugged into Preston Williams' spot uh, and, and run a ton of routes. He hasn't nearly seen the volume that Williams was seeing. But I, I do think there's still some potential for Gesicki to have some decent games down the stretch. So I, I'm not seeing anything that's like big negative. It's just, it's the Dolphins. Right. I mean, that's the thing. The thing that you might be missing is that it's Mike Gesicki. But I'll say this. There have been... He's had six targets, three straight games. There have been uh, four, four, five tight ends with six to eight targets against the Browns. And four of them, four out of five, have had either 55 yards or a touchdown. So Who were they? They were Delaney Walker, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and Dawson Knox. But this so. is why I liked Vance McDonald... Last week, and he did get the targets. He got seven again, and he had three for 33. So it's just always a risk when you use players who aren't that reliable. Right. But I was he, just going to say that. The, right. the guys you name, with the exception of Dawson Knox, are pretty reliable. Yeah, ends. I don't know. I mean, Delaney Walker is kind of... That might that was one of his better games, but sure. They're better than Gasicki. From yeah. Garrett, I picked up Ryan Griffin. Should I stick with him or pick up Vance McDonald or Mike, Mike Gasicki? I'm going to go with Vance. Okay. And I mean, um, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to say that Griffin's a bad play completely, but I did talk about him a little bit earlier. I, I think Vance is in a good spot against the Bengals. Um, I think he's a pretty reasonable play this week. And he wants to know lions or Seahawks DST lions against the skins. Seahawks at Philadelphia uh, lions yeah. for sure. From Jordan. I have a by NATO Kelsey's out. And my only options are to get a tight end are dropping Kyler Murray, Damian Williams, Austin Eckler, or Devontae Freeman. Yikes. Yeah, it's gotta be Freeman though. Yeah. I don't I mean I or don't know. Or he could not play him, a tight end. He could play Kelsey. Well yeah. I wouldn't take I, I think you should always go for points. I don't know where he's at in the standings. Maybe he's already locked up a bye. You know, I I have a, a team that's there and maybe I would play Kelsey in that scenario, but um, if you're even remotely in uh, contention where like even total points is a tiebreaker, you're, you're going to want to make sure you at least go after some points. Um, I'm not real optimistic about Freeman. It's not like he was like that reliable of a starter and we don't know how healthy he's going to be the rest of the year. Atlanta's not going anywhere. Um, Damian Williams is a guy that would be next for me to drop, but I don't think I would want to drop. I'd probably drop Kyler. Just well, his, his schedule is not great. I think he has the Rams next week. Uh, I don't remember after that, but it's just 
quarterback, you know? I mean, you can't like go stream running back, so Sure. Uh and if it's if it's non PPR though, I did, I think Freeman is the guy cuz he's been useless in non PPR. From Michael, half PPR league, Crowder, Galladay and Sutton start two. Crowder, Galladay, Sutton. Uh man, Sutton is getting Tredavious White this week, which is tough. Um, right, I'm going to go Crowder and Galladay, but I, man, I love Sutton all year, but I, this is a week where I think you can sit him. Okay. Yeah. And I just look what Sutton's done all year. It's crazy. I really thought this was the end of Cortland Sutton, you know, tougher matchups, worse quarterback, but it hasn't mattered. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree. Crowder and Galladay, uh, from Jared, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Sterling Shepard, pick one. Non PPR. Oh. Yeah, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Sterling Shepard. Um, I think I would go Shepard, which is not something I'm like thrilled about, but I just don't like that Pittsburgh passing game very much. And you know, I, I just said Vance McDonald a couple a couple questions ago, but I think you know his role is a little closer to the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to lead against the Bengals, and they're they're going to be able to be conservative and throw. I, I like I don't think Washington's going to have a big game down the field. From Matthew. In a half PPR league, start a flex. Jo- uh, Ronald Jones, Devin Singletary, James Washington. Singletary for me. From Brian Z. Hey, Herm, Todd, Adam, and Eric. Is that Chiefs head coaches? Jets head coaches. Jets. Herm and Todd were both Chiefs head coaches. Todd uh, Haley. Todd and, Haley. And yeah. Herman Edwards was... But you know, with the Chiefs and the Jets, right? And then you had Adam Gase. It's Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, and Eric Mangini. Right. Uh, I need help with a running back and a flex and half PPR. Josh Jacobs, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Jalen Samuels. Pick two: Jacobs, Ingram, Lindsay, and Samuels. It's half PPR. B- and P.S. Be nicer to pocket aces. Hmm. <laughs> you got your fans. Uh, <laughs> I would take. I think you got to take Ingram. Lindsey's a little banged up. It might mean a little bit more Royce Freeman this week. We we already said we don't really love Samuels, and especially not in half PPR. So I think Ingram and then Jacobs, probably. Yeah. Uh, from Jenna, week 12, Hunter Henry replacement is Dallas Goddard. But Jared Cook just became available. So who would you rather have this week and rest of season as a, Derek, as a Hunter Henry backup? Excuse me. Non-PPR, Jared Cook or Dallas Goddard? I mean, this is... Closer maybe than it than it seems, but I I think I'll go Cook. But I can see the case for Goddard. Seattle's not great against the tight end, and Philly just is running two tight end sets constantly. Goddard's just like a nut. Like there's every team has five skill position slots, right? A lot of teams only have one tight end because they use three receivers and one running back, or they use some two running back sets. Philly's running two tight ends all the time, just like the Vikings are, and we see a lot of Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph being productive. Goddard is basically playing a full-time role. You can think of him like a wide receiver, essentially. Um, he, I think it, it... I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself into Goddard. He's got more upside, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I kind of like him, too. Uh, it's funny. The Seahawks, they see a lot of targets from wide receivers. Third most in the NFL. But I don't think that's going to necessarily happen this week. They see a lot of targets from tight ends, too. But yeah, those those tight ends, tight ends are going to get a lot of targets, especially if one of those guys, Jeffrey or or right. Aguilar, is it, out. I think that was, I mean, that would be why I would kind of lean more towards Cook. Is Jeffrey and Aguilar are kind of trending towards playing? Right, so right. Goddard moves down the totem pole a little bit. Also, after this week, I don't know that you should roster two. Just keep Hunter Henry and 
see, you know, if, if you need to pick up another DST or something like that, I don't like rostering two tight ends. I agree with that. Uh, all right, let's get to a few more here at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Uh, from Frank, Jalen Samuels or Kareem Hunt, PPR? Hunt. Ooh, stop. Hmm. Okay. Would you drop... I a- mean, they're playing the Dolphins. I want to hear... They're playing the Dolphins. Why don't you like him? Dude, the Steelers are playing the Bengals. I do like Kareem Hunt. The, the, both of these but guys are... But his bigger than Samuels. I think it's possible that Samuels has another big game. I just don't think it's a certainty. It would only be a big game as a pass catcher. That's, sure. that's all I It mean. is possible. I just, yeah, I, I'm not really counting on it. Okay. I guess they're pretty similar. They should probably be pretty close in the rankings. They are pretty similar. I, one of the reasons I said Hunt is I, I think he might actually get a little bit more run as a running back this week if they do blow out the Dolphins. You know, he's their backup too, right? So if Chubb gets taken out after, you know, the third quarter or something, Hunt might get some fourth quarter carries as well. And JR in Los Angeles, would you drop a key handcuff, Alexander Madison or Tony Pollard, to pick up David Johnson from the waiver wire? You know, I actually responded to this guy and I said no. Yeah, it's I'm silent. I, I'm a huge David Johnson fan, but they, it just does not seem like they want to use him. Uh, I do still think Johnson has some potential to, to bounce back, and I don't think he's like an easy guy to leave out there. Um. I just feel this way. I feel if Madison or Pollard got got the job due to injury, hopefully it doesn't happen. I am so confident that they would be better and not just a little bit, like a lot better than David Johnson. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a great comeback to that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't disagree. It's it's a tough question. Well, that's it only half of the equation. How strong your starting running backs are because right. Johnson probably has more potential to just like work, like a higher potential to have some usable weeks because I I do think he'll work back in, you know, if you think you need to start David Johnson, then I probably would drop a a handcuff and I would probably drop Pollard uh, instead of Madison because Zeke doesn't get hurt. Oh, why did I say that? I have Zeke on two important teams. I cannot believe (laughs) I just said that. But Madison feels more likely to, you know, get that job. And and he has some value sometimes, whereas Pollard basically never does. But yeah, that's the thing. Like got a touchdown. He did. Yeah, he got caught one. Yes, uh, last week. David Johnson. You know, if you need to start someone, he's better than those handcuffs. Right. But if you don't, but if you're if you're if these are just like handcuffs, and you're like, let's say this person actually has Dalvin Cook and Zeke somehow, and he's holding these guys as their backups, then I wouldn't drop them for David Johnson. Dalvin Cook and Zeke is a very realistic start to your draft if you thought about it. Right. Zeke in round one. Dad, Cook was there in round two. That would have been great. In fact, Zeke would have been one of the worst players you could have picked at that spot. Um, well, actually, not really. Cause yeah, was, there was not a lot of good mid- and first-round picks this year. <laughs> yeah, like McCaffrey's been awesome, but Kamara, Barkley have been disappointing. Zeke, and who was the And then right out? after that, David Johnson was yep. going really high. DeAndre yep. Hopkins has struggled until recently. He's come alive. Juju was going really high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Melvin Gordon would have been there, but it yeah. was for not. All right, Ben. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend. Go, go, uh, Huskies. Right, I got it right. Yeah, Apple Cup next weekend. Let's go. Yeah, there will be a mailbag next week. By the way, Ben will not be on it. It'll be me and Jamie. Uh, people are getting their Thanksgiving on. But we got the recap coming up for you on Sunday night. The radio show on Saturday night. Talk to you later, everyone. <laughs>